Hello, church family. This is the next part of our um, Through the Spirit series. It's on goodness. Uh, so far, we've gone through love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and now goodness. Um, when we think of goodness, oftentimes it's really subjective in this world. Uh, living in a postmodern time, how one defines good or uh, how one defines good is just shifts between a person's perspective or experiences. Um, but we have something, we have a, a standard that's even better and infinitely greater because our scriptures define for us who and what is good. Uh, God is good. He is the standard of good. And what does that mean in terms of um, how the Bible uses the word good? It's used in multiple ways. Um, sometimes it's about an attribute, but how that looks like as an attribute is, <coughs> excuse me, it looks like in a way of moral excellence. Uh, they do good things. They do things that are right and pleasing to the Lord. Uh, it's, it's, it's not seen as anything as uh, immoral. In fact, in the New Testament, when you see the word good, it's often accompanied with, uh, coupled with the word righteousness. Uh, we see this in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 9, which reads, For the fruit of light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Um, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. So it's cool, interesting that um, as is coupled with this in Ephesians 5.9, we understand that part of what makes something good is it's, it's, it's connected to righteousness. And we know that God is the standard of both goodness and righteousness because he's both. Everything that God does is exactly right. And everything that God does for us is good. Uh, goodness is something uh, that is doing is doing something that's better for the other person, yet the other person's best interest in mind. Uh, but you can't do that unless you first know what is good. See, this is why our culture has no idea what good and evil means, because we don't have a, well, the culture as a whole don't know what is good for the other person. And one of the things that we must know as a Christian, that the culture does not know, is that sin is not good. The culture sometimes promotes sin and thinks that if you let someone do whatever they want, let them commit whatever sin and live what type of lifestyle they want, that's what makes it good. Um, but that's never the case, because sin has God's interest in mind. It has God's interest in terms of um, giving what is best for them. And we know, uh, even from what our catechism, what is the chief end of man is to delight and to glorify God. And that means that the best thing for all humanity is to know and to be with God. And sin doesn't allow and keeps a person away from the Lord. So to say that uh, I'm doing good by letting him commit a sin is actually doing them great harm. Uh, God is good and he always does good. And the best we can do for everyone is, is to show them Christ, just to show them who our God is. Because if we don't do that, if, if he is not our starting point, then everything that we do is really self-focused on our own uh, self-interest. But we know as Christians that our lives are in, intended to point others to our good God. Um, and there are practical ways that we can do it, um, that you can do good things for other people. But um, I think that before I get to the ones, some of the practical things, I do want to just look at scripture and see where does the Bible speak of God's goodness. Um, you can see a lot in the Psalms, but I'm just going to highlight a few of them. In First Chronicles 16.34, 
I said, oh, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. In fact, actually, this is actually Psalm 105, um, where it states the same idea, that God provides, he keeps his covenant, he, he protects his people, he cares for those, even though, like I said with um, yesterday with, uh, with kindness, uh, it doesn't expect anything in return. In fact, speaking of kindness, kindness is... A lot of ways, the the disposition of the individual, whereas goodness is the action um, that's better for the other person. Kindness is more like the, uh, who you are in terms of um, uh, your personality or the, the way that people perceive you, whereas goodness is the actions that you do um, for the other person. Ezra chapter three verse eleven says that um, this is in the context of uh, the temple being restored. Or, or, or temple restoration begins, and this is a big deal for the Jews. The Jews um, uh, felt like the Jews understood that if they didn't have the temple, that means that they couldn't worship the Lord. So the fact that they're able to rebuild their temple means that they have they have now have communion with the Lord. And this is what Ezra speaks about in Ezra chapter three verse eleven. They sang, praising and giving thanks to the Lord, saying, <coughs> "For He is good." For his loving kindness is upon Israel forever, and all the people shouted with a great shout, and they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Um, Nahum chapter, uh, actually, well, before we get to Nahum, Psalm 100 speaks of the creation, how the creation is good. In fact, the very first time we see the word good, the word in Hebrews, tov, it appears in the Genesis account. Like, uh, when God created a uh, uh, the, the earth, he said, this is good. Um, and the reason why it is good is because it's a reflection of who he is. Everything that he does, everything he created is good. Uh, initially it was good, but sin, we know that sin corrupted everything. Psalm 100, it tells us that, again, this is speaking of creation. Again, and um, I guess I could read all of this. This is a short psalm. Uh, psalm of Thanksgiving. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. The Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting in his faithfulness to all generations. God uh, makes things good for us to enjoy. But not only does he that, not only does he um make things for us enjoy, but sometimes the Lord um, does good things while we're still in sin, um, and, and particularly he afflicts us in our sin so that we know that uh, we are living a, a sinful life. <coughs> Excuse me. Psalm 19, uh, verse 65 to 72, this is the teth portion, which is actually the first letter of the Hebrew word for good. Um, and the word good shows up in this uh, chapter or this portion of Psalm 19 multiple times. When um, Psalm 19, verse 67, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and you do good. Teach me your statutes. See, the psalmist here understands that one of the greatest things that God has done for him is by revealing his sin. Uh, he has said that he, he before he uh, before he uh, he was afflicted in order to uh, get back on the right path. The Lord knows how to discipline us in the right way so that we can um, enjoy him because he knows that our, the best thing for us in life 
is to be with him, is to walk closely with him, is to have communion with him. And anything that separates us from that is, um, is, is it's not good. Um, and uh, the Lord in the New Testament, uh, Matthew 7, verse 11, and, and, and it comes when now this is in the context of prayer. If, if you then, being good, know how to give good gifts to your <coughs> to your to, to your children, how much more who your Father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask Him? Our Lord is God that provides for His people. The Lord loves us; He cares, and He um, will, will all, He knows our needs even before we ask Him. But we ask Him to really show ourselves that we're independent of of Him. And then we praise him for it. We thank God for him. Um, one more verse before we get to some of the application of James. Um, chapter 1, verse 17. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from, is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, of whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. Because God is a good God, he gives us good gifts. Um, and, and we know that everything that he gives us is ultimately our good. Even some of the things that we withhold from us is also for our good. Um, sometimes we assume that if God says no to our prayer, that must mean that He doesn't love us. But if you're a parent, you understand this is not to, this is not the case. Sometimes parents withhold things for children because it's actually a detriment for them if they have whatever that they're asking. Uh, kids will always want sweet things. If they always have sweet things, and they'll get eventually they'll they'll have like health problems. Uh, but a loving father will always give good gifts because they know what's best for their kids. So for three, through with application, how's God's goodness? How can we apply God's goodness into our life? How can we show the goodness of God to other people? First, uh, God's goodness protects. God's goodness protects, and this is more than just physical things, though that's part of it too. I think as Christians, we should be willing to lay down our lives for the other for other people. That's what Christ said, no greater love than this than, the, than one that's willing to lay down his life for his brother. Um, but God's goodness doesn't only go on the physical side, but the spiritual as well. God's goodness protects those um, that uh, during times of difficulty, and physically and also spiritually as well. Um, that means that we, what we do as Christians, one way that we protect our brothers and sisters is that we expose sin. We preserve good by exposing sin. Uh, you need to be willing to confront those that are in sin. If you truly want what's best and what's good for the other person, you must not be afraid to unveil the darkness that they, the, or the blind spots in their life. Sin is not good, and letting sin run rampant in their life is not good. Um, by, by turning a blind eye to sin, you are showing this, this other person that you don't want what's best for them. You don't want to do good by them. Um, Therefore, as Christians, we must always be willing to um, expose sin because that's what protects them. God's goodness protects us. He reveals to us through his word who he is. He shows us how wicked we are and how we need um, uh, to be uh, turn, you know, to be cleansed of our sin. God, God's goodness protects his people. And one way that we do it is not just for the practical physical needs, although that's what, something that we should do, but also the spiritual needs by confronting sin in the life of each other. Um, not only does God's goodness protect, but God's goodness provides. God's goodness provides. I mentioned the, the Matthew 7 and the James 1 uh, passage. Um, we understand that God always provides for our needs. God's goodness is generous. In fact, uh, the, one of the definitions for goodness is 
It's the idea of generous. It's, it's, it's willing to give, not uh, hope getting anything, not expecting anything in return. Uh, there's no quid pro quo with the Lord. Um, I think sometimes we think of, oh, I will only do all these good deeds and then eventually they'll return the favor. That's That type of language should not be in the Christian mind. Uh, we should always be willing to do things expecting nothing in return. Um, so if you are keeping a list of things like, oh, I did all of these good things for, for this other person, they, and how could they not do me good in these other areas? That's not the goodness of God. Because remember, much like when I was talking about faithfulness, if God treated your you with the goodness that you treated other people, would you have anything good from the Lord? Because we know we fail all the time. And there's even, in terms of the Lord, there's no way we can pay him back for all the good he's done for us. <laughs> so for us as Christians, we must not have this mentality of having to only give, only to one day cash in it one day in the future. Um, it, it, the, God's, the goodness of God it, it provides, it just keeps on providing. Um, so when you think about the people in your life that you're caring for, um, uh, just think uh, whether it's your friends or family members or non-believing friends, um, when you give and you care for them, uh, you have to remember that this is extension of how the Lord is. Look at some verses yesterday about how the Lord lets rain for those that are wicked. <laughs> Excuse me. And he's, he pours rain out and gives sun for the wicked as well, even for ungrateful individuals. It's the same way. God's goodness uh, to us before uh, before we're saved, he showed us he cared for us, and we need to do the same for those who are enemies. There are enemies. We need to um, do good to them, even if they uh, don't appreciate or, or are willing to return it to us or, or willing to return good in, to us. So that's uh, the second point. God's goodness protects. God's goodness provides. And lastly, God's goodness is pure. Goodness, God's goodness is always pure. His intent is always to show us his own goodness, to show us who he is. Its, it's motive is never tainted. It's never uh, a remedy. It's never, like a, it's never remotely close to sin. Uh, God's goodness is always intended to draw people to him. It's always had the best, other person's best interest in mind and nothing in return. I think one of the dangers uh, that people try to do good things is that they have some sort of secret motive behind what they're doing. That's not a pure heart. That's not doing things out of a pure heart. When we do good things, we have to remember that we need to do it for the audience of one. We need to do it for the Lord. We need to really do good things because it's we need to do good things before the Lord and we need to do it on behalf of the Lord. Um, as Christians, we're always called to do things with the other person's best interest in mind. And we show people <coughs> a tangible expression of who our God is and, and who and what our God is like. Our God is a good God, and we are called to be, to do the same. Um, when we serve other people in the church or we serve non-believers, it should never be, oh, because that uh, everyone else is doing it, therefore I need to do it, or, oh, that one guy or girl is there, I need to impress them. Or, oh, I could get points for my leader so I can finally be a, a ministry leader. No, you should do good things for other people because God is good. And because who he is, what he's done for us, that should motivate us to be willing to care for others, and to demonstrate goodness to others. Um, as I said in the past few uh, messages here, that goodness is just is one of the fruits of the spirits. It's extension of what God has already done in your life. 
And I hope that this is helpful because it was convicting for me um, because, it's, you know, we're all sinful in that way that we always want uh, some good in return when we do good for others. But we know that that's not that should never be the, be the case because our God is a good God. We serve with the opportunity, privilege to serve this good God with those that he's placed in our lives. Thanks for listening. I hope this is helpful. See you guys later.